This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Well, uh, earlier today when I checked, they were saying that it was going to be a balmy 38 tomorrow. Now Johnny Heights lowered it to 34 tomorrow for the opener at 3 oh o'clock. Oh, boy. With the chance uh, of snow? A little, uh, white a little rain? snow, a little rain. Nice. Could, could be a little of both. Uh, we call but, that a twofer. Yes, it, it could be. But the option is you don't play for a week because uh, it's a high is 27 Friday and then the weekend supposed to the chances of snow are even greater on Saturday and Sunday. So play ball, get people in there. Hell, if they could play that game at Yankee Stadium yesterday in a monsoon, <laughs> why not? Uh, this this probably will be. You know, you got to remember we had twenty eight years of openers. Half the time the franchise has been in town, basically twenty eight out of fifty seven years, mm-hmm. we were indoors. It wasn't a problem, mm-hmm. right? And uh, B, uh, this probably isn't the worst, but this is the one I remember because the Twins opened the first game they ever played, 1961, played against the Washington Senators. They'd been gone for a while. It was, I think, April 15th or so. And it wasn't bad. The stadium wasn't done yet. If you look back and see there was only 24,000 people, that's all all at hell. Mm -hmm. But a year later... To tell you about the attitude about opening day then as compared to now, this is your second season. It's cold, and there has been recent snowstorm to the point that this is uh, the date was up to uh, April 14th, 1962. There was snow down the left field line and down the right field line up against the stands. They they yep. just pushed okay. it over, but there was still snow visible. And, you know, the wire fence at, at Met Stadium, you could see the snow behind the fence, mm-hmm. too. And the parking lot was full of snow. Uh, Twins Angels, second year, first year, you're, you know, you're, you're excited. Second year, crowd, season opener. 8,363. We weren't going out in the cold. It was not enough of an event. I was there, but I remember the snow being around there. My, uh, We were still living in uh, Folda then, and my dad and I came up for the game. Uh, and uh, the Twins did not distinguish themselves that day either. They lost 12-5 to with uh, the starting pitcher was gangly lefty Jim Cott. <laughs> and then he was relieved by a guy named Georges Miranda. It was a French Quebecy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Lee Stang pitched, Dick Stigman pitched, and then Ray Moore, old blue, finished it up for us that day. Lost twelve five. I didn't. I thought Georges Miranda was the first year here, but it was the second. I remember going to a game with a young lady who was a big Twins fan, who was a little older than me, but they were big fan, 
the family were big friends of my parents. And she was such a hardcore, hardcore Twins fan that when George's Miranda got hammered one night, we were out there one night at the game, and this might have been 63 by then, and he was walking off the mound. She got up and screamed, bleep the queen. <laughs> <laughs> he was a Canadian, you know. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty sharp. That's good. That's, that was that's pretty nice. sharp. So, yeah. awesome. What did you do then if uh, outside of, you know, the regular attire? How, as a youth, you can't resort to alcohol. So how do no, you warm up no, at a ball game just, like that? You just wore a coat. I mean, it was cold that day. I can't I, It doesn't have the temperature here on the box score. I'll look at a weather almanac. What, give me the yeah, exact date. It was date. April 14th, 1962. I'd say it was in the 30s but there was i think what's you know minnesotans back then you didn't make up your mind on the spot okay when it snowed two days beforehand you know, i'm not going to that damn game you know we made up our minds we weren't as transient a society as we are today <laughs> so uh we would make up our minds and then we would uh you know and well people, especially when you're making the drive yeah and people made up their mind 48 hours ahead of time and said, we're not going to the game. 8,363 for that opener, April 14th, 1962. Wow, 8,300 people. Yep, yep. And this was for this lineup. Lenny Green, good player. Vic Power, first baseman, very popular. Harmone Killebrew, Bob Allison, Earl Batty, Bernie Allen, former Purdue quarterback, rookie second baseman that year. It would have been a great second baseman, blew out his knee on a play at second base. Zoilo Versalles, future MVP. Uh, Richie Rollins, good third baseman, good hitter. And Jim Cott, starting pitcher. That was a pretty good team. So what time do you think the game started? It started back then. You started at 1. 1 o'clock? Yes. So here was your, here was your weather almanac report. Saturday, okay. April 14th, 1962, Bloomington, Minnesota. Okay. Your average high was 57. Your really? average low was 37. Your average. So your actual forty. Your actual temperature, your daytime high was thirty-four degrees. Oh my gosh. Your low was nineteen. Oh, okay. And so your mean was temperature was twenty-six. So it was that cold. I'm not 34. showing any type of precipitation you at said all. It was high. The high was thirty-four. The high was thirty-four so that day. We're gonna probably that's gotta be the coldest opener ever then. The Here. the one in sixty two? Yeah. So we'll, we're going to fight that tomorrow to see. Could you imagine if they played night games back yes. then? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they did. I told you guys. Here, that's the big difference in baseball. This homestand, this in April, they have how many night games? Six or seven? Mm hmm. They twins from 1961 to 1981. 21 years outdoors, they played seven night games in April. In 21 years. 21 years. And they were all like the Friday for the weekend that was like April 30th. And then, you know, so they played on a Friday Mm -hmm. night. They played seven. They didn't, you know, the FSNs of the world didn't exist and they were not exerting all that influence. And Midwest Sports Channel hadn't come to existence yet. No, they hadn't. (laughs) Uh, Well, only 20 or 30 games a year were on television. I don't know how you did it. I would go nuts. (laughs) One other, well, you went to the ball. That's true, you'd go to the ball game. They said that it would have impacted tenants, and it would, because we were a bunch of cheap-ass Lutherans, and we weren't going (laughs) to the game if we could see it for free. What were were the uh, ticket prices back then? Three bucks, three, three and a bucks. half, something yeah. like that. Maybe five if you were really sitting in some uh, luxurious seat. Hey, one other thing I want to bring up. Uh, Mackie today, 
he and Judd were doing their sports regrets of their lifetimes. Mm-hmm. You know, what they regretted most in Minnesota sports. And Judd's hot take, his scalding hot take was he regretted, he so much regretted having to spend his baseball's key years indoors that he would trade the two World Series championships for not having to play in the Metrodome oh for God. 28 years. So stupid, this huh? caused him, Dudley. this caused quite the... He admitted it was a scalding oh hot take. That's a scalding hot sports but, take. But Phil mentioned the 96 Twins and Kirby going blind mm-hmm. in the right eye that year because of how well Molitor and Steinbeck, and he mentioned Cordova. And Knobloch. He forgot to mention Nobby. Yeah. I called him to tell him that. But that year, I looked it up, Knobloch and Molitor batting one and two. Both yep. hit 341. Yep, yep. They combined for 239 runs scored. Nobby scored 140. Molitor scored 99. Paul drove, drove in, like in 113. 113, okay. Uh, they drove in 115 runs. Cordova drove in 111. I yes. Think, that year. They drove in 185 runs. They Between them, they had 120 extra base hits. Oh, gosh. Uh, 154 walks. Nobby had the most of them. Knobloch's on base, 448. Oh. Is on base, 448. Oh, my God. 45 steals. If Puck hit third behind those two guys, oh my gosh. he would have had 100. And Puck was killing the ball that spring. I was down yep. there for 10 days, yep. killing the ball. He was actually in shape, sort of. Puck shape. Better, right. Good shape for Puck. And uh, he would have had 150 without even dreaming about it because Cordova would have hit fourth. Yeah, Cordova had 111. He would have had 130. God, of course, then Cordova decided to go back to Vegas and take a lot of vitamins and really get strong. Mm-hmm. Really took a lot of vitamins. Vitamins, yep. And he couldn't hit a fastball anymore because he got himself so and they were muscle bond. Weren't they kind of hanging they around the wild card race? Yeah, four, oh, in late like September, and then they then they tapered off at the end. Adam Wilk would have been the third starter oh, for that gosh. team, though. They had some mutts. And you know, you mentioned <laughs> it was it was it was Radke and then just a yeah, bunch of yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. It was wow. brutal. You mentioned the World Series too, and now I can't help but think how many runs or how much better of a World Series puck would have had had the manager not given him the hit and run sign. <laughs> If the guy in first base, he would have had a two-run double. double in the corner. That's right, and he oh. brought that up yesterday, like oh, it happened last night. Well, he probably doesn't sleep well at oh. some nights when he thinks about how could I possibly have put the hit. In the and then we had to bring in Klingon back. Yeah, that's that a shame, <laughs> Tom. I hate to inform you, but you guys did win that World yeah, Series. Did, but it could have been so much easier right. if he hadn't put on the hit and run. All right, we'll be back. Now, I miss this uh, part of the always entertaining Judd and Mackie show. Mackie and Judd, uh, I, I wish we'd really come up with a, um, either both last names or both first names, but that's... Pick, guess, yeah, we can't pick yeah, one or pick, the other. Pick, pick, pick one right. or the other. <laughs> anyway, uh, but apparently they were pretty tough on Tibbs today. Because uh, I got a text from a Reliable person, source? From a person who... I wouldn't expect to even be listening, but I got a text from this person. And uh, basically saying they were comparing Tibbs to Les Steckel. <laughs> now, uh, which is uh, about, the, about the worst thing you can say about any coach in the history of mankind. Let me say this. 
Uh, I like Flip as well as the next guy. Okay. I love the Flip. He was a great guy. We all love great, Flip. Great personality. Everybody loved Flip. And he was a good basketball man. Mm-hmm. But he was flawed like the rest of them. And the flaws include uh, when everyone in 2000, which draft, Shabazz? 2012? 2013. 2013 draft. Once the uh, Caldwell Pope got taken eighth, mm-hmm. that was the guy by, Flip. By Detroit. That was the guy Flip was going to take. Every draft expert in the country said, okay, C.J. McCollum, next. Shooter, right? He's next. He's next on the bridge. Yep. Flip outsmarted himself. He traded, uh, and he ended up getting uh, the, 14th Georgie, the, the 14th and the 19th. The 20, 21st. 21st. Okay, he got he got Shabazz 14th when Giannis was 15th, yep. and then he got Georgie Jing. Uh, so that ain't Flip's fault. That, I mean, that ain't Dib's fault that right. he ended up with Shabazz. Okay, that's not his fault. That ain't Schnelker's fault. And that ain't Schnelker's <laughs> fault. That ain't Dib's <laughs> fault. And the fact of the matter is, Flip didn't like Shabazz. He admitted to his pals that he didn't really want him, but he thought... That was the only guy left to take. And a lot well, of people, there was a guy to take five picks earlier who, if you had him shooting threes now, you wouldn't be worried about going to the playoffs. Okay, but help me here. Had they made that pick, McCollum, mm-hmm. obviously they don't get Gorgie, they don't get Shabbat, they don't get the extra pick as yes, I'm getting at. But, they but, but, but the hold on, place. would they have been in, in a position to draft Carl Anthony yes, Towns? Yes, yeah. McCollum would. McCollum's a guy you want on a good team, okay? Okay. He was a guy you want on well, a good and team. You remember that, that year... When they drafted Shabazz and Gorgie Jang, that was also Rick Adelman's last year. That was the 13 14 season. Yeah. And it was the last year Kevin Love. Okay. Where they went 40 and 42. Yes. And yeah. So that wasn't Tibbs' fault. And, dra- and trading the number one for Adrian Payne, that wasn't Tibbs' fault. Oh. And, uh, and by the way, all you people who don't like Andrew Wiggins, Tibbs didn't make that trade. Tibbs ends up with Andrew Wiggins, and what's your option? You want him to walk? You want him not to pay him and walk? You want him to become a free agent? Well, the counter, I mean, the counter to that will be, well, you should have just traded him, him for Butler. But, you could have traded him for Kyrie. But we, but we don't yeah. know that. Right. We don't right. know that. We don't know if the Bulls wanted to take Andrew Wiggins for Jimmy Butler even. Do you think they would have? And, and the, the, the other part of it, too, is because the Kyrie thing keeps coming up, too. Well, Kyrie's hurt right now. Yes. And if you, you would have traded I, Wiggins for Kyrie, then you're, you're you sitting there right now Cleveland, without Kyrie and without Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns on an island by and himself. And by the way, Kyrie, you couldn't have gotten Kyrie for Wiggins straight up, I don't think. No. 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 I the, mean, you would have had to give you up. You probably would have had to trade, like, Tyus and the Oklahoma City yeah. pick that you just got for Rubio. But and just, of, yeah, and even then, I'm you're just, not even sure I'm just trying to that say deal. that I'm not saying, hey, he's doing a wonderful job, but all a lot, not all of these problems are his problems. No, and I, I was going to say that, but I guess the only point I would like to make is all of that being said, there is still a disconnect between Tibbs and the players on this team outside of Butler yes. and outside of, of uh, uh, Taj Gibson. Yep. He's, I agree. Th- there's, some, there, there's something missing between the message he's trying to convey to those players that he inherited. The big problem was what Manny mentioned the other day. Butler and Wiggins have not 
figured out how to play basketball against with one another, and that is Thibodeau's job to make sure if you're gonna, gonna if you're work. gonna go get Jimmy Jimmy Butler and give Wiggins 148 million, you have to get those two guys yep. to turn into a cohesive duo, and it doesn't work with worth a damn because. When Wiggins doesn't have the ball, he just kind of goes over and sits behind a line. And that would be fine if he was your three-point shooter. But he's not a three-point shooter. Uh, well, then you got to make him one. They got to, yeah. you know, I don't think that no matter what happens is this offseason, it is automatic that Thibodeau can't change the way he does business to the point that he can get those two guys to play together. I, I think that he is smart enough to realize, you know, there's nobody can deny that he's a smart basketball guy. You, you, he's smart enough to realize, okay, if Jimmy's going to do what Jimmy did, which is have the ball you know, in crunch, crunch time, then what am I going to do with Wiggins? What is Wiggins' yeah. function going to be? He's got to figure that what out. What is Wiggins? What do you want him to do? Yeah, you don't want him to go stand behind a line because he's not a real, you know. So you got to figure out, okay, now what happens, you know? Yeah, I, you know. So and as the head coach and the president of basketball operations, it's I mean, it's on him to figure. He's got to figure guy, that out. The one guy who can get him fired is Towns. If Towns says I'm not resigning, if he's the coach, then you got to eat then, the twenty. Then the plan then all of a sudden eat, changes. Then you got to yeah. eat the twenty four million and. But then what do you do? You go spend another eight million for Jeff Gann Gundy? Yeah. Sam and, Mitchell. And if, no. Round three. <laughs> well, they didn't like Sam Mitchell either. That's true. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, you've got to, because the thing with Tibbs is because he has this dual role, if you fire him, you also, you have to find a new head coach and you have to find a new and, and president you, of basketball operations, GM, whatever you want to call yes. it. You've got to find a personnel decision maker as well. Yes. And, and you're probably not going to want to have give somebody that same dual role again. No, and you if you pay him 20, you know, everybody says, "Well, Taylor's a billionaire." Okay. But he still wants to run his best. He's still team running a business at a right. profit. Yeah. And if you spend 24 million to get rid of Tibbs, you're going to get Go Joe Schlunk for two million bucks. Well, yeah. if Taylor you know. wasn't paying so much for the writers at the Star Tribune, he could maybe offset those costs for uh, for the. I'm co- getting half pay. I've done my part. <laughs> I worked my fat ass off. I worked my fat ass off for half pay. We got guys. We got guys stealing money, but not me. I get half. I get half of what I used to get. So. All right, honest and question. It, and it still doesn't call from, hey, could you do, you know, don't ever be 72 years old, still working at a newspaper, because every time something historical happens, yep. somebody, they call you and harass you. Oh. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway. My question was going to be, here was my question. Before, what do you do? Well, here's my question. And I'm being serious. This isn't me trying to be. Is the long-term future for this team, because whether Jimmy comes back this season or not, is it to miss the postseason, have two first-round picks, or to make the playoffs as an eight seed and get drilled by Golden State in four games? Well, it's going to be Houston. It'd be Houston. I'm sorry. But Houston will be three games, and they won't play the fourth. But... But, uh, but you see where I'm going. I mean, yeah, because they're but, not gonna they're not gonna win a series but, against but Houston. But you're Golden also State. gonna kill him if he doesn't make the playoffs. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Here, here's what I will say. 
I think I, I think the concern over the future is legit and it's valid, but I think it would be more dire if Towns and Wiggins were 28, 29 years yeah. old. The fact that they're 22 and 23, you you have, at least with those two, you have time to find a way to fix this and get this yes. where you really want to be. And it's not, you know, you have two young guys that you can, if you if you need to hit the reset button, it will what, be easier for you to you hit the what, reset button. You know button what happens, though, if you get rid of Tibbs, don't you? You trade Butler. Yeah, if yeah. you if you if, if they miss the playoffs and, going, and you decide you're to, saying yeah. it's Towns and Wiggy's team and we're back to yeah, you know, go, we'll, how we'll, do we we'll, get Ricky? <laughs> how do we get Ricky back? <laughs> but the the other thing, one more, and I know I we got to break here. Pop for uh, <laughs> hair follicles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want him back. He creeps me out, man. Here. He looks too much like Serpico. W- one more thing before looks we looks like an informer for the DEA. <laughs> It looks like a guy who's trying to look so much like a drug dealer that he's actually an informer. Right, yes. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'd say, don't trust That's him. a disguise. Yeah, right. <laughs> One more thing before before yes. we break. Tibbs has got to figure out what the hell he's going to do with Gorgie Jang. Because he's paying him a you lot know, of money. You can't move him. You can't move him because nobody's going to want to take that contract. And you're paying him $15, 16000000 million a year. You got to play him. You got to you gotta figure, you gotta figure out how to... You can't just say... Oh, he made a couple mistakes, and so he's only going to play twelve minutes. Yeah. And Taj, you're going to get all the minutes here. Like you're paying him a lot of money. You gave him the extension. You got to play him. Figure it out. Yep, that's that. That's true. Because you can't true. trade him, and you can't trade him for C.J. McCollum. I can guarantee you that. Right. You won't exactly. Get him <laughs> all right. We'll be back. And live inside of the TCL broadcast studios, here is Patrick Ricey. You know. <laughs> As sloppy a eater as I am, I wonder if it's just lunch would work for me. If I was <laughs> oh, yes. All over the shirt and stuff. Wait a minute. the soup. And- Do you know how fantastic <laughs> you would be as like a date negotiator? <laughs> he ain't good enough. <laughs> oh, you'd be spectacular. Because you can it's read people quicker lunch. than anybody. I should be there telling the gals. What the hell? This guy? Really? Come on. Come on. Next. 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 (laughs) Oh, that would be spectacular. Here's John Hyde. Thanks, Patrick. This update sponsored by Firestone Complete Auto Care. Firestone Complete Auto Care, keeping cars running newer, longer. Whatever you drive, drive a Firestone. Wait a minute. Honey. He's got a man bun. Next. <laughs> twins and Pirates in action in about a half hour from right now. Jake Odorizzi for the Twins. Yvonne Nova How's for the, the Pirates. How's the weather looking, Johnny? Do you know? She's okay. snowing. 30. Oh, is it? it was snowing earlier in 39, and it's supposed to be about 38 at game time. They so. planned to play, huh? Marty yeah. Gellner had a tweet, and there was some flakes in the air. Mm-hmm. The uh, Twins lineup, uh, Dozier, Rosario, Sano, Logan Morrison, Escobar, Kepler, Byron Buxton, Castro, and Odorizzi. Of course, no DH. Uh, Joe Maurer not playing, uh, starting anyway. So Lomo is a go-go. Lomo is a go-go at batting. Cleanup. Are they? They got a lefty chucking. They got no. They got Nova. Ivan Nova. Mm-hmm. So he's a right. Okay. Huh. Wonder why Joe's taking the day off. Uh, day games today. Yankees beat the Rays seven to two. You know, yesterday how Stanton uh, struck out five times. And yes. Booing him. First time up today. He hit the hardest ball so far this year. <laughs> 
And they went nuts. The and crowd, the crowd there, they of course they did. Yeah, they did. Four, to see, they gave him some time. Yes, right. 458 feet, 117 miles an hour, which is the hardest ball that's been hit this year, a home run into the uh, bleachers over in left center. I don't think Eagles with stadium. that $300 million contract, he's terribly sensitive. Though. No. He said, I would have no. booed me too. Yeah, <laughs> it's what he said. Uh, Mets lead the Phillies 4-2 to two in the 7th. Arizona shutting out the Dodgers. Dodgers are not hitting the ball no, at all. they are not. Uh, they are losing to Arizona 3 to nothing in the 6th today. Was that last night they played 15? Didn't uh, they play 15 last night? Last or night. two nights. Or Canley. Jan- Canley. When Jansen got there. That was two nights. Two nights ago. You're right. Yep. Uh, Cleveland, uh, Kluber with a no-hitter. Is that correct? Ooh, Do I have well, this correct? How far along are we? Sixth, fifth, sixth, sixth inning. inning. Sixth They're at the top of the here. fifth, so he's got a no-hitter through mm. four. I'm, I'm claiming prejudice in favor of the tribe. <laughs> they get to play in Seattle and Cleveland while the poor twins are freezing to death. <laughs> uh, did you see the note? The twins did try to get uh, the Pirates to move this game up to 1 o'clock, but Pirates thought they could get a bigger gate if they kept it at night. No, it's because of Roots TV and FSM TV. Okay. <laughs> Rockies uh, today signing outfielder Charlie Blackman, uh, the guy you mentioned yesterday, Patrick. Get a haircut, you commie. Well, he can afford one now. <laughs> we used to call them commies in the, All the time. Uh, 60s. Yeah, oh, yeah. Always. Like a commie. Yeah. If you had long hair, you were a commie. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, Charlie Blackman assigned to a six-year deal by Colorado, including two player options that could keep him with Colorado through 2023, worth $108 bucks for the six All years. All right. They bought up, what, maybe... Two years of his arbitrage, two, three years, quite a few years of his free agency. Former Timberwolves guard Ricky Rubio had some comments about his former team after the Jazz beat the Lakers last night. He said, of course, in Minnesota, we had a lot of guys who could score, and I was passing the ball more. Here we play more as a team, and that fits my game better. Rubio went on to say he feels like this season with the Jazz is the best he's played so far in the NBA. He said a different system fits me better. And I'm playing. That's because Quinn Snyder took the ball out of your hands, Ricky, and he's letting Joe Ingles and Donovan Mitchell <laughs> score and handle the ball a little bit Change more. Be happy. Enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> Wild play Anaheim out on the West Coast tonight. Might be the last regular season game, it looks like, for Devin Dubnik. Uh, backup Alex Stalock expected to finish off the second half of the back-to-back against the Kings tomorrow. Uh, unclear at this point who the Wild might tab for the finale a Saturday in San Jose. Uh, even if he doesn't appear in that game, it looks like Dubnik has uh, discovered a rhythm heading why don't into we the get postseason, that, he says. Why anyway. don't we get that accountant from Chicago and let him play goalie last couple of they games? could do that. At least one. Let Stalock play one and then play the accountant. <laughs> You know who's back in the NFL? Who? Who? Yeah, I say this just for you, Patrick. RG3. R3G3, that's good. RG3 is Are one in. and two happy? I think <laughs> one's dead. But two, uh, I bet two's happy. Oh, yeah, two's very two's happy. RG3 is We call him the deuce. Mm-hmm. A one-year deal with the Baltimore Ravens to be their backup quarterback. He didn't play at all last year, right? Nope. That's correct. Um, there was rumors he was going to Canada, but it never occurred. The Ravens uh, initially brought in Griffin to throw to free agent receivers during a tryout last week. We're impressed with the workout. After Griffin took a visit to another team, Baltimore struck a deal with the former Heisman Trophy winner. Coach John Harbaugh saying, you look at the veteran quarterbacks out there, where we're at right now, I feel pretty excited about this player. I really feel like we're getting a steal. I really do he's feel He's healthy. That way. He's not bad, but uh, that's, uh, he's never recovered from getting his bell rung that um, first year. Hasn't played since 2016. Mm -hmm. All right, Johnny, thank you. You bet. The Ride with Royce now continues. First of all, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. It's time for Late Hits. 
Uh, this didn't qualify as this day in history because something much more important happened on this day in history. But April 4th, 1982, Wayne Gretzky finished the hockey season with 212 points. My God. Uh, you know how old he was? 21. Wow. He was uh, turned 21 <laughs> on January 26th. He had 212 points. And that's when you could go watch a hockey game and get entertained, right? Mm-hmm. They, you were going to see five. If they played you, they were going to let you score four goals because they knew they were going to score seven. When right would now. the Oilers, would they have come to Met Center once a year back then? No. Or would they have come more than I that? Think twice. Twice I think a year. Because I remember when he came to town that you know people would get in a you know in a frenzy when he would come to town. Well, for damn good reason. That was uh that was amazing. And 12 points. I tell you what, you know, when I went up there, I told you guys when they made the made the Western Conference Finals with Bill Mahoney and they got swept in four games mm-hmm. by Edmonton and seven to nothing. Seven times the crowd went, "Yay!" No music, no nothing. Mild applause when they scored their seven goals in the uh, first game of the Western Conference Finals. That's when there was, you know, what I always remember is up there in Edmonton, seeing the puck, seeing every head in the arena following, following the puck yeah. in quiet, <laughs> in quiet. Mm. It was, uh, they uh, they took their hockey very seriously, and they they were thrilled to have the best team in the history of hockey. So that, that'll make you interested, won't it? So uh, we had a, uh, a Champions League game tonight uh, over in uh, Britain. Oh, sure, of course. Between Liverpool and Man City, and Man City is the winning the Premier League this year. They're the powerhouse. Apparently, the Liverpool people aren't happy. Hundreds of Reds fans line the streets around the ground, singing songs and raising flags, and then they started throwing bottles, cans, and aimed fireworks at the Manchester City bus as it arrived at Anfield ahead of Wednesday night's game. Uh, Which is interesting because uh, uh, just not long ago, we had actual explosions set off as... At a, before a Premier League game, right? Mm-hmm. We had the, uh, you know, we had the, we had the bombers, the, ter- the 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 attempted terrorism. But what the hell? It's soccer, and we hate the other team, no <laughs> matter what. Uh, what a bunch of idiots! Did you ever hear Christian Villanueva? He had uh, three home runs last night for San Diego in their first victory. I looked him up. Hmm. Did he, he used to play for Houston? No, that's oh. a different villain in way. Got it. Uh, he uh, went three for three with three home runs and five RBIs. It was San Diego's first win of the year. They were the first last team to win one this year. But uh, he only played 12 games for him last year. He's oh, so new, is he one of their kids? He's their new third baseman. Yes. yes. He had three home runs yesterday. And Otani, first at bat at... Angel Stadium yep. hit a home run. He was in the lineup and uh, hit a three-run homer Tuesday. It looks like they're going to let him uh, play. They're going to let him DH about eh, once, maybe twice, every five games, and then he'll then he's going to pitch. Pitch. Uh, he'll make his other start the other game. But uh, he hit a home run, and apparently the crowd uh, got uh, really excited. It's going to be fun when they play interleague games, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To watch that guy play mm-hmm. for the Angels. Julius Irving has become a big fan of Ben Simmons, as have I. (laughs) Yeah. He looks like he's got eyes in the back of his head, Doc said. 
Uh, Simmons has posted 11 triple doubles in his first season. Does he, no, has guess, does he qualify as a rookie? Yep. Okay, yes, and he's probably he going to win the rookie of the year. Sure. Yes, yeah. even though the kid from uh, Utah. Mitchell. Yeah. yeah is, a, Mitchell. is a real rookie. Uh, they should they should win it somehow. 15 points and 12 rebounds against the Nets the other night. He is, he is just unbelievable. And since Embiid got hurt, it's like, okay, watch this. What I've, yeah. I've seen highlights of him now. It's like, he's, I don't have to worry about throwing the ball to Embiid so I can just do. He loves making the flashy pass and the whole thing. And does he like, have a flaw? Is he a bad shooter? Does he, or he's what? a terrible jump shooter. Is he really? <laughs> yeah. okay. What is he, 6'10"? 6'10". Six, 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 about 230 pounds. And he's basically and, a point guard if he wants. So he's, he's magic. Jump. Anywhere he yeah. wants to be, except. He just he just can't hit it. He can't hit a except, shot outside of twelve feet. Except if he and Magic had a foot race, uh, even when Magic was in his prime, it wouldn't have been real close. Okay, yeah. this this kid is a he's, freak he's, athlete. Yeah, he's freak he's athlete. Just, he's yeah. unbelievable. They are really they're going to be a tough out in the Eastern Conference. If I, oh, back. I'm 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 already ready to predict that they're going to win a title sometime within the next wait what five or six but, years. Yes, no, oh, within a couple three years. A but maybe I'd say within take. three, but they could be in the Western Eastern Conference Finals this year. I, I think. suppose because yeah. they have what's they're his good. name Fultz, right? That still hasn't played much. Valley's, yeah, they got him playing again. again they got him playing now, but he's not I mean, terribly they, important to them. Yeah, they okay. don't. They don't need him right but now. They uh, this this Simmons is. They got shooters. <laughs> what about got, uh, Royce's guy, uh, JJ Redick? Yeah. No, they, got him. they got they got him. They got uh, Marco Bellinelli. They he's got, got the, they got the yeah. They went Dario, and got Bellinelli too. That's the Dario Saris. They got they got a bunch of shooters and so athletes and they have so many Robert rookies. Covington. Do they have a lot of cap room where they can go get a, a big name in the offseason yeah. too? There's rumors that they can go and get LeBron this summer if oh they want. They, they have the cap space to get LeBron. That this would summer. bring Philadelphia back as a NBA town. Although this team has finally done it. Uh, yeah, I, tell you, I don't know. Most, most fun I ever had at a bas- NBA basketball game was watching the uh, 76ers and the Portlands in game two of that final series that Portland ended up beating them in six. Yeah. But you had Doc, you had World Be Free, mm-hmm. and you had uh, Daryl Dawkins. And that team, man, they loved World Be Free, man. Yep. They loved, they had three nicknames for them the Prince of Midair, All World. And then world be free, and there were signs all over, and that place was crazy. Was that when you drove up? Then I for got that? yeah, it was Shu, my buddy Schuler, <laughs> and then uh, we got to drink with Steve Carlton after the game in McCarver. So that was interesting. Luckily, we had lots of coffee before we drove back. To Absolutely okay, and it's official. The Gophers and Penn State will play their home, the Gophers home series this weekend. At Purdue. Wow. Uh, they were going to meet Penn State at Purdue because Purdue's playing at Indiana. And their weather's And the weather okay. forecast is tolerable. Sure. You can play because you can't play here. And all those people who want the Twins to play in the new dome, monster trucks. Creating a real problem for infield hops if mm. the Twins would try to play there. I should send right? a tweet to the Twins president yes, quick uh, and ask Monster him. trucks at the... Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you ever meet anybody who went to a monster truck? Oh, uh, you're looking at a guy that went to one How years fun. ago. It the it was at the dome. It if was the at whiskey th- doesn't get you, the fumes. Th- that's will. about <laughs> it. That's about it. It's fun if you have a couple of kids in like you know uh-huh. between ten and fifteen. That's it's yeah. it's fun I for them. I've taken my kids to indoor soccer when the kicks had it. They still haven't forgiven me. All I never <laughs> went to one as a kid, but I remember yeah. those commercials though. 
Mm-hmm. Monster. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Goldberg and Grave Oh, God, yeah. They'll have 40,000 people there. <laughs> All right. Everyone voted for Trump. Uh, we'll be back. There it is. Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now, this day in history. Patrick. Good evening. The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, 39 years old and a Nobel Peace Prize winner, and the leader of the nonviolent civil rights movement in the United States, was assassinated in Memphis tonight. A sniper's bullet cut down Dr. King as he stood on a hotel balcony in Memphis. Within an hour, Dr. King was dead. That happened at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, yes, uh, April 4th, 1968, Martin Luther King was assassinated in Memphis. He uh, was standing outside the Lorraine Motel, uh, and uh, James Earl Ray was across the street and uh, killed him. James Earl Ray was not identified as a suspect uh, until uh, a couple of weeks afterwards. They started a big manhunt for him in May of 1968. On June 8th, uh, 1968, uh, Scotland, Scotland Yard investigators arrested May Ray at a London airport. He was flying to Belgium with the eventual goal, he said, of reaching Rhodesia. Rhodesia, which is now called Zimbabwe, was at the time ruled by a internationally condemned white minority government that he thought uh, would give him some comfort, I guess. Uh, Martin Luther King... His death uh, was, of course, uh, caused a tremendous turmoil in this country, which was already experiencing a tremendous turmoil uh, with uh, the other assassinations, John Kennedy and then Bobby Kennedy. And uh, he, uh, James Earl Ray, died in 1998 after he pleaded guilty and uh, received a 99-year sentence rather than being sent to the electric chair, which would have happened if he'd gone to a trial. April 4, 1968, uh, Martin Luther King uh, was assassinated.